Hello, and welcome to another episode of Unleash Your Inner Creative with Lauren LaGrasso. On this show, my aim is to help you make creativity the filter for your life and claim the word creative, redefine your relationship with fear, and step into the full essence of who you are. And on today's episode, it's pretty special because you're going to get to hear from my parents. And the reason I'm bringing them on is because of a few things. One, I think that hearing from them will give you a little bit more insight into me and why I was even brought to do this podcast and kind of my creative background. And also, I think that creative parenting is a real thing. And of course, my parents didn't know what they were doing because they had no background in the creative industries. But the most important thing that they did that I think I've ascertained from this interview is that they really let me be myself. So I wanted to go through and dissect some of the great things that they did in raising me so that we can make more of a template for ourselves when we go ahead and raise kids or for you if you're already raising kids on how to best let a creative thrive and some practical tools and tactics we can use. And, you know, the thing that really made me think like, oh God, I have to have my parents on was I had my cousin Christina's wedding this weekend and it was so beautiful and wonderful. And and I had the privilege of being a bridesmaid in the wedding and got to meet so many of her awesome friends. And I got to see a lot of my family that I don't get to see very often. And I realized, you know, I am so blessed that everyone in my family is so encouraging of me and believes in me so much and is so kind to me. And so I really also want to share a little bit of that with you because I know what a privilege it is to start out life with that as your base. And yes, I've definitely been beaten down by the industry and by certain creative monsters I've had along the way. But the fact that I've had that familial base is so huge. So hopefully this interview will provide somewhat of a toolbox for you, whether you're hoping to create your own family or you have an equally open and positive and encouraging dynamic, or even if you're a person who didn't have that growing up, in this conversation, we'll give you tools on how you can start to reparent yourself and create an environment now where you're starting to believe in yourself, even though maybe you didn't have that reflected back to you as a kid. And this is just a little bite-sized episode of my parents because I wanted to have them for longer, but you know, believe it or not, they can be a little bashful. So I'm warming them up piece by piece, but don't worry, you'll hear more from them. And I want to have them on again because I want them to talk about their creative background and what their hopes and dreams were growing up. But there wasn't enough time to pack that all into one episode. So I'm going to probably do individual shows with each of them at some point. And we can kind of do a tracing the lines of your creative lineage Oh, and before we get into it, I do want to say that my dad is a financial planner, and I think he's an incredibly creative financial planner and also amazing. He's my financial planner. He's won planner of the year at his company, Lincoln Financial, at least two or three times in the past five years. So he's pretty amazing, but he didn't have like any actual creative background when it went into raising me. And then my mom, you know, you'll hear a little bit from her in the interview, but she ended up working for the airlines for 35 years. And the past 12 years, she was the caregiver to my grandma. So, you know, again, like no true creative background, but they just had really good instincts when it came to figuring out how to foster that in me. All right. So let's get to my chat with my parents. Hello, and welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Creative with Lauren LaGrasso. I'm very excited because you're getting a special episode today. You're going to hear from 
my parents, Joanne Rabato Lagrasso and Michael Joseph Lagrasso, and we're going to be talking all about how to raise a creative child. And so, Joanne, Mike, Mom, Dad, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great being here. So excited to talk to you today and every day. I'm excited to talk to you today and every day also. <laughs> and I also am just really thrilled to talk about this topic because I think it's important. I don't, you know, there's no handbook for having a kid in general, but especially not a creative kid. It's a difficult journey to go on if you don't know you're going on it and you don't have any background in your family history of somebody who pursued a non-traditional path, whether it's they take a different approach to life in general or they're going into the arts. It's very difficult. So I'm curious to know, there's a question I ask a lot of people who come on the show, but I'm curious for you as parents, when was the first time you realized I was creative? Well, I thought you always enjoyed expressing yourself, and I think uh, the first time I really saw that you had the creative bug was when we uh, went to a play, and you saw the performers, and I think you felt that you wanted to get up on stage and do something yourself. And I think from that point on, you expressed the opportunity that you wanted every opportunity to be creative and to have the opportunity to be on stage and uh, always show your uh, your inner creative self. How old was I when that happened? I think you were about two years old. Oh, when... that was about three. Okay. She's about well... three. <laughs> well, there's, there's some discrepancies on the timeline. <laughs> hey, yeah. Mom, Mom, what was your first inkling that I was a creative human? Well, I think... Actually, when you were about two years old, somewhere around two years old, you went through a phase for a couple of weeks where you thought it was very, very cool to place bandages all over your face and your arms. And you, <laughs> I had all these different types and of bandages. I had Flintstones, Flintstone. Barbie, Mickey Mouse. Yes, thank you, Disney. All I kinds. remember. And you thought that was, you know, pretty cool. So I wasn't sure if. Um, I wanted you to keep all these Band-Aids <laughs> on your face because I was I mean, worried they would make marks. Let's just face it. I was way ahead of my time because a rapper named Nelly in the early 2000s started doing that. And I was repping that back in 1992, Nelly. So back off. <laughs> <laughs> but when I saw that, I remember you were sitting in front of the TV in the family room and you had all these Band-Aids all over. And I, I thought, well, I'm just going to let you sort of go with the flow for a while. And then you were actually reading one of your books and... Of course, at that at the point, same time I was doing the band aids. At the same time you were doing the band aids, mm -hmm. you were reading one of your books and making basically saying the story from memory, but embellishing it with your own little creative uh, additions. So I think that's maybe the first time that I I realized you really had quite a knack for you know imagination and creativity. When I was putting all the band aids on my face, were you at all scared about my mental status? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was adorable. I loved it. Because I probably thought they were stickers, right? I'm not sure. Actually, I never thought of that. I, I think you thought they were Band-Aids and you thought they looked really cool. And that was something, you know, that was your own artistic design. So I just thought, you know, I, I remember people saying to me, well, you shouldn't let her have those all over her face and her arms. Like, she, you know, but I thought, well, I, I, you know, it's your creativity. I just let you sort of go with it and... Maybe you did think they were stickers. I'm not sure. That's <laughs> Well, I think that that was a great instinct to go with it and let me express myself because many people try to stifle their children and make them fit into the box of what society allows. And that's something both of you did so beautifully. You always gave me great morals and great 
a great moral compass, but you allowed me to be myself. So I'm wondering, how are you creative in your parenting approach? I think you and I always had the enjoyment of music and dancing and expression, and we used to get very creative and uh, playing games and uh, having interpretation of songs and music, and we just both had a lot of fun together, and I think uh, that allowed you to be free and to do things that were fun and also uh, expressed your uh, your joy. And I had the joy of being with you and uh, having the opportunity to be a kid myself. Ah, very cute. How about you, Jojo? Well, I think that, I mean, basically to... What was the question again? <laughs> Let me see. What was it? <laughs> How are you creative in your parenting approach? Oh, okay. So... Basically, what we did is I think we allowed you to be yourself while teaching you the difference between right and wrong and allowed you to follow your creative impulses. And we encourage you to follow all of your creative instincts. And we allowed your creativity, hopefully, to flow through that. What has been one of the biggest challenges of raising someone who's so passionate and a deep feeler, because that's something that is a hallmark of a lot of creatives. And I think that a lot of parents who aren't in tune with that part of themselves struggle with. So how have you approached that as a parent? My biggest concern was understanding what you were going through when you had an occasional meltdown. And I, <laughs> I would be very fearful that we're pursuing a path that maybe was going to cause you disappointment and despair. And that was concerning me because I want a happy child. I wanted you to be happy. And sometimes it seemed like the the creative struggle sometimes uh, created less than a happy experience. But you always were tough and you were always able to get through it. And you always continued to press on, which I was very proud of. And I think that was an important characteristic for you to have to be able to continue on with your creative path. So how did you deal with the discomfort of seeing me in pain? Well, I kept quiet, let you go through the process, hope very much that the realization at the end was that you were going to get stronger and realize that that was part of the path that you chose. And I think what I saw over time is that those meltdowns usually created a good outcome at the other end if I would just stay quiet, let you think things through and work things out. And it always turned out that way. So I was happy that I did choose that versus trying to solve your problems for you. Great answer. What was your biggest challenge, Joanne? Well, I, I go back to when we took you to that play, Cheaper by the Dozen, over at the local theater here. And at the end of the play, we were standing up clapping, and you looked up at me with your beautiful, sweet little face, and you said, Mommy, I want to be up there doing that. And I knew in my heart from that minute on that you would be up there doing that, and you'd be awesome at it and be really successful at it. And my biggest challenge, though, was knowing that it would take you away from home, and that was always my biggest fear is, you know, having you so far away and you know, having to deal with the um, heartache of, of not having you close by every day. It's a great answer. 
So have my endeavors and my vigorous pursuit of my passion, has seeing that brought up any sort of undiscovered dreams of creativity in you or even dreams that you didn't realize you'd repressed in yourself? Well, I think, first of all, I really uh, look at what you have accomplished and I am very proud of what you have accomplished and you have been fearless in your endeavors. And I look back and I think I was a little more fearless early in my career and I think I've gotten a little more cautious as I've continued on and I look at you and I keep thinking that maybe um, it's never too late to uh, get out there and, uh, you know, show a little courage and uh, press through some of the fears that I've had that although I think I've had good success, I think with less hold back of uh, what you think is possible, you can really press through and get to an even greater level of success and joy and uh, accomplishment and what you're trying to achieve. So I look at you and I have a little bit of a regret that I didn't continue on like I did earlier in my career, but it's never too late to keep keep going. And I think I've found new energy in watching you and being able to see what you've been able to accomplish. And it makes me a little more um, encouraged to uh, try new things. You should do it, Dad. I believe in you. You are one of the most talented people I know. And Jojo, how about you? Well, as Dad said, I mean, I'm so very proud of you, and you just continuously amaze me and inspire me. So it makes me more optimistic that I can maybe still accomplish certain things that I had possibly given up on. Like what? Well, I used to think that I would, I actually wrote some children's books, and this is years ago when you were just, you know, maybe three or four years old, and I started to try to pursue having them published, but then things were so different back then, and to make a long story short, I just sort of let it go. I have the book somewhere, and I never really, I did bring it to a few publishers, I brought the books to a few publishers, but I never really finished pursuing it. I was thinking I should take that up again and maybe revise, rewrite, and look at it, everything that I was putting together then and, and try to, um, in the climate that there is now in the publishing world, try to pursue it again. Yeah, I think it would actually be much easier now because you could even self-publish if you want to. So we'll have to follow up with you on that potential endeavor. What would be your tips for other people out there on how to raise creative children? I think the first thing is because we were not from families that had creative people in our family that you have to allow your child to reach the potential that they're able to reach by their own uh, drive and determination. I think you want to guide them. I always was of the opinion that you should have a plan B, although I've been told by creative people that that's not always a good plan, that you should always pursue that creative uh, instinct first. But my fear that I sometimes have uh, always makes me want to have a a backup plan. But I think I've suppressed that, although I say that. I think a creative child is going to take that as, uh, you know, 
nice try, parents, for you know trying to show me a more uh, you know rational path. But I, I'm going to do what I want to do because that's my passion, and I think um, I never tried to stand in the way of that passion because I think uh, that's something that has to be expressed and pursued. So your tip would be don't force someone into having a backup plan. Let someone be who they are and let them express their passion. Exactly. Well, I think basically just to believe in your child and show them that you believe in them That's, I think, the most important thing, no matter what path they're following. But as far as creativity, to allow your child to pursue uh, their uh, creative instincts and and support them uh, along the way. And basically, I think, by showing them that you do believe in them. And, I, I mean, I guess I can't stress that enough. Yeah, I always say it's, you know, the world is going to eat you alive. It's just going to. Even if you have the best experience possible, at some point you're going to get chewed up and spit out, but it shouldn't start at home. So if you have a kid and they have some sort of glimmer in them that makes them different, and every child does, don't squash it. See it and and illuminate it even brighter. Because if nothing else, you're going to make their childhood so magical. You know, I I always ask people, what would you say to your child self and why? If you could go back and give little Lauren any advice, knowing what I've gone through on my creative journey, I'm wondering what would you say to her and why? Well, little Lauren was somebody that I believe carved her own path. So I would just say, don't do anything differently. You learned on every painful step along the way that uh, you grew from. And every time you had a setback, I think you came back three times stronger from each setback. So I think that was something that you needed to go through. I think you have developed many talents in many different areas. And little Lauren was always somebody that I think was was fearless and wanted to at least appear to be fearless um, because always pursued that dream. And I think uh, that has been your number one strength is that you continue to press on and uh, use each experience to grow and become a better and better person. And I describe you in my own bio when I describe my daughter as a multi-talented individual, and I really believe you are, and I believe that's because you've experienced all the different paths along the way that uh, have helped you grow. Well, that was very well said. (laughs) (laughs) And to add to that, I, I do think that I would just tell little Lauren to just go for it. Believe in yourself. Keep going. Don't let anyone tell you any differently because you are so multi-talented and brilliant and amazing and you as well have the kindest biggest heart and most loving and I would just tell you to, to just keep pursuing your passion don't doubt yourself ever believe in yourself don't let anyone or don't let anything anyone says detract you from your goal in any way, shape, or form, and don't let anything or anyone get in your way. You just keep going for it. You've got it. You're 
awesome. You're amazing. You're talented. You're brilliant. You're the best of the best of the best. And you are going to do great things, little Lauren. And I would just keep having you keep on keeping on. And don't worry about having a backup plan because you are not going to need it. Just keep believing in yourself and do it. And I believe in you with all my heart. Always have and always knew this is the path you're going to follow. Never, ever, ever was there any, any, even not even an ounce of doubt in my mind that you were going to be successful and are successful in becoming more and more successful by the second. Wow. You know, little Lauren thanks you, as do I. That was quite a speech. I feel impassioned. It's pretty clear from talking with you for this amount of time that I really lucked out in the parent department. I've never doubted for a day in my life that you support me and that you love me. But, you know, there's many people listening who didn't have that sort of parental support and therefore have had to find a way to reparent themselves. So I'd love for you to to share with them what you would say to them, to someone who's pursuing their creativity but not lucky enough to have parents who believe in them like you do. What would you say to them and why? Well, I don't know what age I'd be uh, talking to this uh, individual, but let's just assume that uh, they're, you know. Okay, so I would would say you're going to have to dig deep. Um, Obviously, a support system, it's always best if it would be your parents, but if if it's not your parents, you're going to have to build a system starting with yourself. You just have to uh, dig deep and believe in yourself and prove your doubters wrong. If you can find other like-minded individuals that also provide that kind of love and support that are true and honest and uh, sincere in their um, belief in you and your support for them, then I think that community can help you as well. But it's a tougher path uh, because you really would like to have uh, the support of your your parents. But if you if you can't get that, that doesn't mean you can't succeed. You're just going to have to reinvent yourself in a way that's going to allow you to dig deep and find it within yourself and the community that you are able to establish. I would say the only advice I could think of to give to that that particular individual would be if you don't feel like you have anyone close to you that believes in you, then even if you find one single person that believes in you, that's all it takes. You have to believe in yourself, but if you're finding it hard to believe in yourself, then there's got to be a teacher, a mentor, a friend, someone who believes in you that can encourage you and help you to believe in yourself. And I think if you can find even one other person who can help to encourage you to believe in yourself, then I think you can go from there. And also, if you listen to Lauren's podcast, she always tells you that in her podcast every single week. And I really do. Yeah. And she really encourages and believes in people. So listen to Lauren's podcast. That's what you need. (laughs) She's my little PR woman. I love her. Well, thank you both for being here and for sharing your insights on raising a creative child. I really appreciate it. And I hope to have you back for another episode coming up. It was a pleasure. And thank you for asking some insightful questions. It always reminds us that the path was very worthwhile because the outcome of how you've developed as a 
wonderful producer, entertainer, and all the other multi-talents that you have has been uh, worth and joyful for mom and I to see. I just I thank you very much for having us on today, Lauren, and I just want to tell you how I want to ditto everything that Dad just said and tell you how extremely proud we are of you. And I just continue to, you know, be excited every day with everything that you are accomplishing. And that's the end of her monologue. It's been, been, I don't know what else. That's a great way to end it. Thank you, mom. I love you. Thank you, dad. I love Love you you too, sweetheart. Bye. Thank you so much for listening and to my mom and dad, Joanne and Mike LaGrasso. For more information on my dad, you can check out his financial planning website at landmarkfpa.com. You can also email him at michael.lagrasso at lfg.com. And I highly recommend working with him. He's the best. And for more info on my mom, you can follow her on Instagram at Joanne Lagrasso. And also, it would mean a lot to both of them and to me if you could give the show a rating and review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you really like the show, take a screenshot of yourself listening and post it to your Instagram stories. Tag at Lauren Lagrasso and at Unleash Your Inner Creative, and I'll repost it to show you my thanks. And of course, favorite it on Spotify. My wish for you this week is that if you had parents who let you be the beautiful, amazing, creative you are, you give them a call and thank them and really feel gratitude for how blessed you, we have all been to have that experience. And if you didn't, I hope that you can find a way to reparent yourself, to give yourself the love and encouragement that you deserve innately as a human being because creativity is your birthright. And that you seek out a mentor for yourself that can be that parent-like support system in your life. Or if you already have that person, then give them a big thank you. And know that whatever you're putting your mind to, you're capable of it. And just the fact that that longing is in your heart means something. There's no longing that we have in our heart that's just there to mess with us. So follow that. Be more creative every day. I believe in you. Talk next week.